On this week's episode, we speak with Troy Hale, a.k.a. Professor on the Road. Troy is a Michigan State University professor of journalism and 26-time Emmy Award winner. Troy is known through the industry as a creative visual storyteller and a perfectionist. Troy recently took his teachings on the road, encouraging students to think outside the box and find inspiration and new experiences outside of the classroom. This is A Few Choice Words, the Fueled by Choice pod snack, a tasty morsel of inspiration and stories of choice from some of our favorite humans in the world. A Few Choice Words. That's awesome. Do you bike often or are you just getting into it? Uh, well, I'm trying to lose the weight because I have a, uh, I have a marathon at the end of the year that I have to do. So I'm just trying to do anything to, to get some exercise right now. Nice. Well, if you're not doing anything in September, we have the uh, great cycle challenge. If it doesn't interfere with the uh, marathon. Oh, cool. Yeah. My marathon's in October. Cool. It'd be a good warm up for that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need some, I need some things to do for sure. So you're back from your trip, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been back for a while. So how how long? What was the what was the final duration of the entire thing? I saw the map, which I definitely want uh, to share after this. A, about uh, about a month and a half. Month and a half. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, that's that's about a that's the longest tour I was I was ever on as a musician. Yeah, yeah. It it was uh, it was time to get home. I, I think uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking in the fall I'm going to do something about the same. Nice. Yeah. Um, same area. Uh, well, I got I got this uh, epic ski pass, so I'm definitely going back out to Colorado. But I I want to try to find new places to go as well. That's awesome. Cool. So you actually taught classes on the road, yes? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. All all my classes were asynchronous, which means uh, it, it's not Zoom, it's not live. Okay. So uh, I just have to kind of put a package together and then have them do that for the week, and then put another. I, I, there was there was some Zooming with students that had questions and those kind of things, but. But uh, but not not anything live. Now, was this driven by the pandemic and not being able to be in person, or is this something you wanted to do for a long time and how you normally teach? Uh, no, it was it was definitely a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was definitely that. It was it was uh, trying to do something interesting, but also uh, and interesting for my students, but also something interesting for me. You know, instead of I was, you know, for for all of fall, I sat at home and and you know binge watched everything on Netflix, so I had nothing else to watch. So uh, it was, you know, me getting myself out of boredom as well. Yeah, that's cool, man. That you went and went and did that. Um, that's, yeah. you know, I'm always like scrolling through. I have a couple of friends that are travel nurses, and like they'll go take an assignment in Tacoma, Washington, and there's like these beautiful hikes that they're going on, and then they'll take an assignment down in Texas, and they're in a totally different area, and I somewhat envy them that they're able to go do that. So that's pretty awesome that you did. Yeah. I, I met some travel nurses on the trip actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nurses are crazy, man. Oh, <laughs> well they were when, when they, when they talked their way through it though, because some of them bought RVs and things like that. Oh, cool. And when they talked their way through it, they said they, they gave the cost analysis mm -hmm. of either getting an RV or getting hotel rooms. Yeah. And they were, they were smart. They were doing it the right way. They were saving money. Yeah. And it's um, a lot of these places that were hit really hard with COVID were paying big money for mm -hmm. people to like leave their units that they normally worked on and go work elsewhere yep. for a short amount of time. 
So for our listeners who don't know, Troy is also known as the professor on the road. And he has an Instagram, an awesome YouTube channel. How many, how many videos did you end up posting from the trip? Oh, geez. I, I think it's 14. I think there were 14 episodes. And you just you were just nominated for two Emmys for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were nominated in the uh, uh, school's educational category. And then I was personally uh, nominated for uh, narrator performer. That's awesome. So according to the MSU site, would this make, is this now your 62nd nomination? Oh, you know, that's the, yeah, I, I don't know. Or, or 200. Track. You lost track. <laughs> I've, I've, I've lost. Well, yeah, that, I always hate saying that because it's such an uppity thing to say, <laughs> but, sure. but really I, I don't, I don't know anymore. Uh, I've, I've been really lucky in my career uh, to have worked at a number of places with very talented people and been able to uh, win 26 of them. So, uh, you know, every, and wow. anytime you're nominated, it's, it's amazing. That's so cool. So is it, is it kind of, is it like a phone call or just like a, an email? Like, Hey man, uh, just by the way. Oh, they, <laughs> Oh, for the nominations. Yeah. Oh, they, they, they have a whole release thing now and it's, it's all online and you know, it, they, they put it out and then you go through and try to find your name on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. So actually I was, I was checking someone else out about a week ago. It was the balloon launch. Oh yeah, Drew and I both went to MSU. We've talked about that. Go green. Go white. And uh, go white. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, you're one of the most interesting teachers I've ever come across. And obviously, I I didn't know you when I was there, but you know, reading some of the stuff that you've done, like in terms of getting students out of the classroom, has been amazing. So, I mean, with were you doing a lot of that before the balloon launch or? I say the balloon launch because that's like the farthest event I could really find yeah. where it was like, whoa, this is this is not your general classroom event right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I came from the industry, you know, I, I um, like I said, I was lucky enough to work in some amazing places with some amazing people. And that's what allowed me to start teaching at MSU. And uh, you know, my my whole background is like you learn it by doing it. Uh, so anytime I could grab a couple of students that really, you know, uh, they, you could tell that they wanted to do it. The, you could tell that they wanted to learn. You could tell that they weren't just coming to class to come to class and get the grade and go home. And I would say, well, hey, I got this project uh, this weekend. Do you want to come and shoot for me? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. So it kind of started with those kind of things. And then I started to just do my own projects on the side, like that balloon launch. Like I, I didn't need to do it. I just, <laughs> I was curious about it. And uh, and found a couple of people that wanted to, wanted to do it, and, and invested a couple of my own dollars to to make it happen, and then bring along a couple of students to um, help record it. So uh, yeah, I've I've done that a number of times. I I had a uh, I had a gig where um, I led a, a documentary crew in China, and I needed a sound guy, and I found a student at MSU, and I'm like, hey, you, you want to go to China for 12 days and shoot? And <laughs> nice. he's like, yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's a really cool opportunity for students, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's some great students. I mean, there, there's some incredibly talented people that come through MSU, and, and you just want to help them more than just, hey, come to my class, you know? Oh, 100%. And I mean, in terms of getting students out of a shell, I can definitely uh, speak towards uh, Henry Brimmer in my portfolio class. Like, he, he, kinda, he didn't push so much, and I hate, I know this sounds bad, but he didn't push so much like the education on me. It was more or less like do what feels right to you. And it was, that was like almost one of the biggest learning 
points I had in school was, you know, he really brought me out of my shell to express myself. And uh, I, I never forget that. And I, I still keep in touch with him every now and then. But yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, that's very cool that you can find that in students and give them an opportunity that goes beyond yeah. the university. Well, yeah. And that's, and you know, they've, students have always been in a classroom. They don't mm-hmm. know life outside of a classroom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, pulling them outside, you know, that, that same student that I'm, that I was telling you about that, that went to China with me before that, there was a different opportunity to go to Houston on a shoot that I was doing. And I took him along uh, for that. And uh, we, we shot for three days straight on this uh, on, it was my missing moon rocks documentary film and we're flying home and he's asking all these questions while we're flying home on the airplane and we're getting ready to land. And he goes, you know, I'm, I'm taking your class next semester. I'm like, dude, you just did in three days. <laughs> you know, <laughs> So uh, he got an a. You know, that's, that kind of showed like his passion. Like he wanted to know this before he even got to my class. Heck yeah. Firsthand experience. So speaking of, speaking of documentaries, there's, you got a couple funny ones. Yeah. The first one that, I mean, <laughs> fart a documentary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, where, <laughs> Where did that? Well, first of all, I mean, I, it's about farts, correct? Yes. Awesome. It, it reminds me of a, a a book I had when I was growing up that my my dad got me. It was just you know that hey, everyone farts. It's it's a normal human thing. And man, my grandma was so pissed when she saw that he brought that home. But, but so where, where's the inspiration come to do you know a documentary like that? Because you got a fart a documentary and then shit saves the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I usually preface this I preface this by. I've done some serious films in my career. Sure, sure. <laughs> no, no, I no, because everybody like I, 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 I used to work in TV news, and it would be you know a lot of death and destruction, and then I started doing yep. documentary films, and my film before that was Missing Moon Rocks, and before that was um, uh, Spare Parts: Human Organ Trafficking in Bangladesh, you know, which are all serious topics, yeah. but it's not one of those, like, nobody's going to click on it on Netflix. Nobody wants to get be down for, you know, 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, so um, I just kind of said, well, I've never had the opportunity to actually make something funny and do something fun for a change. And I, I think I was probably watching uh, um, the daily show or something like that at the time and, and understanding how you can get your point across with humor. So um, yeah, I just, I just kind of started looking for ideas and and like you said with your father you know that's that's how the that's how that kind of humor you know gets passed down to you right 100%. so i think we were uh, talking about um ideas one day with with just a group of friends and we got on the topic of farting and we <laughs> laughed for like 2 hours straight <laughs> and you know i i got back home the next day and i'm like you know there's somebody had to make this movie right so i started doing research <laughs> and nope couldn't find it and when you when you have an idea and you can't find it online You've got a good idea, so that's uh, that's why I went with that one. That's, good. that's a good point. I can't imagine the the search results when. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's actually amazing how much content there is <laughs> about farting online. <laughs> Beyond the whoopee cushion. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good name for a fart documentary. Beyond the whoopee cushion. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty good, actually. Oh man, you guys, this is like two years, what, four, four or five years too late now. Thanks. Oh man. <laughs> well, let us know if you need any ideas. We got some creative, creative flow going. Well, we'll we could, do. <laughs> we could always make the record, the music record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, what did you? So, you were out on the road. Like, what things went right for you? What things went wrong for you on your trip? Whether that's oh, your, with goodness. yourself or teaching. 
Um, the, you know, the teaching stuff actually went really well. I, I was actually really shocked and, and I got the most amount of positive feedback for my students this year than any of the other 13 years that I've ever taught. Cool. So, yeah, so that was I, like, I was blown away by that. I, I knew I was doing something cool. I just didn't know if they would think it was something cool. And, and I think they, they enjoyed it one because they could see how much work I was putting into the class. And I think they could appreciate that. And um, two, they just—it was nice to kind of virtually follow somebody doing something when you're all when people are stuck at home, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that was part of it. So the teaching part was actually really, really good. Um, you know, pulling over to the side of the road to grade papers and all that kind of stuff—that's that's a little strange, but you get used to it. Um, so that all that stuff went really well. It was uh, it was the fact that I was in a pop up camper. Uh, driving around in the middle of winter, uh, my first night was nine degrees at a oh, at a no. truck stop. Uh, so that was a little rough. <laughs> wow. So so those those kind of planning things, you know, that um, you, you don't you don't know what you need until you go out and do it. Mm -hmm. So it was it was those kind of things. But most most everything was pretty positive. Even even you know meeting people out on the road, it was pretty positive, and 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 people were careful and stayed away from you, and you know followed all the guidelines and all that kind of stuff. So that was it. it I felt actually better on the road than I did sitting in my house. Yeah, I mean you learn you learn so much. I mean that's such a cool that's a big leap for a lot of people to go out and travel. Not only you know do that alone. That's a whole nother level of, um, I don't know, trust in yourself and just trust in the process. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've, I've traveled uh, a bit by myself, you know, in non pandemic years. So I, I, I knew I was going to be okay with that, but this was the first time, you know, it wasn't getting on a plane and going somewhere. It was just, just driving and it was you and your, you and your truck. Yeah. And, um, it was, it was interesting because I didn't really have to be anywhere. Uh, so that was really freeing every day to just kind of go, well, where am I going today? Yeah. You know, am I driving, um, you know, 50 miles down the road or am I driving 500 miles today? So what was the longest stretch of driving that you did? Uh, the longest stretch was the last day, which was 10 hours uh, uh, coming back from Omaha. I was just ready to be home <laughs> at that point. Just flying down uh, 80. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that quick, but <laughs> <laughs> Now with the truck camper, although I did get the truck camper up to 95 on the salt flats in Utah. So, there you go. Uh, there you go. so it can go pretty quick. Uh, so no, I, I had a, I had a number of days where I just drove and not knowing where I was going to stop that day and then realized I drove eight hours. Um, so, um, yeah, it was, it was surprising. So what did you do? You know, when you're by yourself, obviously you can listen to music, audio books, you know, what did you do to kind of pass the time with, I mean, obviously you, you could come up with, things to teach while you're driving? Was there anything that you like your go-to time killer per se? Oh yeah. I, I got, uh, this was the first time I really got into podcasts and I, I was just listening to, I, I've always listened to like NPR in the car and stuff like that. I, yeah. I just like, I like the storytelling aspect. Like if, if you're just listening to a story, you don't realize like an hour and a half has gone by. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I really got into the office ladies podcast <laughs> and, uh, you know, you listen to one episode of that and you've gone 200 miles. Uh, so that was really, really handy. But yeah, that's that's what I did most of the time. And then anytime I saw something on the side of the road, you know, it would just say something interesting. I go, oh, let me stop there for a second and take a break. Um, so that's I I uh, that's how I stopped at the petrified forest. I just saw something off the side of the road and just said, hey, let me stop here. So awesome. 
have you heard of any other uh, any of your students that kind of maybe fo- that are following in your footsteps like have they have they gone out and done some small trips because of what you've done and like influenced them to do I, you know i didn't hear from that and and the what i was doing was more of just an example of something to do uh-huh. because I, I i could see that everybody was really getting just I don't want, I don't want to say depressed, but they were, you know, it was the pandemic and you're sitting at home and, you know, people were just tired of it at that point. And, you know, I, I could see that for my students, you know, when they were sending emails and stuff, you know, they were just not happy with the way that year was going, which is completely understandable. I wasn't either. And my point to all this was like, you don't have to do what I'm doing. You don't have to go on trips or anything, but find something that you can do right now that you couldn't do at any other time. And for me, I, I, I teach every day in a classroom. There's no way I could take a month and a half and go on the road and still do my job. And, you know, this, this spring was the only time probably ever that I'll be able to do something like that. And that was my point to them. Like, yeah, we're not, you know, we're not doing the normal stuff that we're doing, you know, all the time, but that could be an advantage instead mm-hmm. of a disadvantage. And how could that be an advantage for you? So I wasn't really trying to get my students to travel and and do something. I was just trying to get them to look at the positives and see what they could do. You know, do do you want to train for a marathon? Well, you've got time to train for a marathon now. You don't have to go to class, you know, or you don't, you physically, you don't have to go to class. Uh, So anyway, that was, that was more of the point than, than, Hey, travel. I I mean, I did get a few emails that said, Hey, I I really love, you know, what you're doing. And I, I want to get out to the Grand Canyon at some point myself, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but I haven't heard of anybody doing anything. I think uh, like one thing that I think about when you just said that was like with the pandemic, it's we're so used to doing everything, our routines, whether it's teaching or, or going and working a full time job and just like you do the same thing every day and you look forward to your vacations. And it's like, where is the silver lining to all of this? And just like you said, like do a deep dive inside and like, think about the things that are valuable to you that, that you value because you have that time to actually think about it and choose what you're passionate about and go for it. Yeah. Or, or, you know, experiment with something, you know, maybe, maybe this is the only time I ever do a road trip. I don't know. Maybe Mm -hmm. I saw the camper and I'm done, you know, but Hey, it was, it was a incredible experience and I'm never going to forget that, especially the nine degree night. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Making an opportunity of a dark time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that was the point of all of it. And, you know, we, we got quite a bit of, of press coverage. I think like 10 or 11 places contacted us. Actually, I've got an interview on Saturday with a local TV station about it and everybody was positive and yeah. they're just like, Hey, this is really cool what you're doing and the message that you're sending people. So that was, that was great to me that I didn't really get a whole lot of like, why are you doing, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's one of those undeniably cool things. Like when I yep. saw it in that press release from the Comarts uh, email, like, I, well, first of all, the logo, I was like, man, wh- who's this dude? This is awesome. And then oh. I read into the story. I was like, oh man, like this is totally, totally aligns with what we're doing and what we, you know, what we try to tell our, I don't, don't want to say fan base, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, anyone who follows what we do, you know, that's, that's what, you know, if you're being fueled by choice is all about, you know, making, Making bold choices, making fun choices, positive choices, and fulfilling your life, and hopefully someone can see that and do something with their life in a positive way. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And the the logo, uh, the logo was designed by Carl Good. 
he uh, he taught at MSU. He just retired uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, he was the former director of art for Newsweek. So cool. uh, he oh, wow. did that. He did that logo for me, and I was really thankful that he did it. Yeah, he got your cat in there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> the, and the cat went on the trip, correct? Yes, yes. Dusty, the adventure cat, he's got his own Instagram page. <laughs> I, I really expected him to have more followers than I did. Uh, he did get a lot of attention on the road, actually. It was, it was a lot of fun. So how did he do the whole time? Was he just loving it, just being kind of just by you and, you know, the enclosed space? Yeah, he's a 15-year-old he's a cat and set in his ways. Uh, but, uh, he, he got used to it. He got used to things. Um, he would meow for about the first hour of every trip. Not like he didn't know we were going to drive that day. Cause we drove every day. Uh, <laughs> and then he would curl up in the back seat and go to sleep. And, uh, the, my, my favorite part, uh, my favorite uh, part is, uh, we got out onto the salt flats in Utah and there was not another soul around us for like two miles. And I just opened up the truck and I let him just go wherever he wanted to go for a couple hours. So that was, that was a lot of fun, but no, he, he did pretty good. He's he was actually better behaved on the road than he is at home here right now. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have two hairless cats. I don't know how they would do on that nine degree night. <laughs> yeah. D Dusty was okay. He would, he actually, he would curl up with you. So that was, that was nice. I had an electric blanket, so he would actually come under the blanket. <laughs> so he would, I think he did better in nine degrees than I did. Yeah, probably keeping you warm. Yeah. So with the with the pop up camper, correct me if I'm wrong. You did you find that on Facebook Marketplace? And because I know you renovated the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found it. Uh, I so I got uh, one of the things that I got addicted to over the pandemic was YouTube shows, and one of the shows is called Gone with the Winds. It's this couple that sails around the Caribbean on a catamaran, and um, you know I had before I even did this trip, I had a, a yearly review with my boss. He's like, "Where do you see yourself in five years?" I'm like teaching remotely on a catamaran in the Caribbean. <laughs> and he, he started laughing and I was like, I don't know if you think I'm serious or not. So, uh, uh, so I thought about that kind of thing, but man, those things are, you know, half a million dollars. So I was like, well, what can I do? And, uh, I, I saw some other, uh, RV type things, you know, that people were doing. So I started looking that up and I found one, uh, you know, an older one for 1500 bucks on Facebook marketplace, bought that. And then a couple of days later, bought a truck because I didn't have a truck. Wow. <laughs> so, so bought the camper first, then bought the truck and uh, brought it home, stuck it in my garage and worked on it for four months uh, before the trip even started. So, uh, yeah, I did a lot of renovation to it. And that was that was also part of it, too. It was part of like, how, how do I stay entertained over what was it? October, November, December, when it's cold out in Michigan, yeah, and I'm stuck inside during a pandemic. Well, okay, let me stick this, let me stick this thing in the garage, and I can work on it. Uh, so that was part of it too. And you're you're a professor of all trades. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a I'm not a great renovator. <laughs> <laughs> well, you made it work, and that's, that's what counts. I, yeah, I, you said you didn't have any breakdowns, which rules. Nope, nope, no breakdowns. Well, the trucks the trucks pretty new, so that helped, uh, and, and the camper just stayed on the back of the truck so that was that was handy so i mean obviously you you're a director a filmmaker a storyteller editor i, I could just keep going down the list I, and now you're also a musician that's yeah. uh i want to touch on that so you, you're a guitar player and a drummer but are you you're more of a drummer right i i uh oh geez i uh speaking of uh being stuck inside for a long time uh, i lived internationally for a couple of years 
And uh, we didn't really go too far outside the house and school, uh, sometimes for safety reasons. But um, oh, wow. I needed something to do. So I picked up a guitar. And that's how I learned. I, you know, I just I, I learned by ear by hitting play on a cassette tape. I'm not trying to date myself. <laughs> and then and then play along with the song, and then hit rewind and play along with the song. I, I did get CDs at one point, so that was that was handy. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I started. So I started on guitar. I played I played trumpet in junior high and in the band and that kind of stuff. But uh, did that, and then uh, when I graduated college. Uh, my, my parents would never let me have a drum set in the house. That was too loud. So, uh, I got a drum set after I graduated college. And then the first band I was in, nobody needs guitar players. They need drummers. Um, <laughs> so I, I went into, I went into audition for both and, uh, they said, okay, well, you're the drummer because <laughs> they couldn't find another drummer. Um, and then I, a, a number of years, I, I was married for 11 years, got divorced and, and rediscovered that I loved being playing in bands and auditioned for another band because uh, I needed a drummer. And I was a drummer for five years in that band. And we just made some changes and I've moved to guitar and we brought in another drummer. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. That music's a big part of my life, even if it's listening or playing. There's nothing like playing live music, man. It's been, yeah. it's been a long time for me. I know Jason's more recent into it, but I think about it all the time. We used to be in a band together and we'd play at like Max Bar in Lansing, just off of campus yep. and the small yep. planet when it was open, um, which is now, I think both of those places have recently shut down, but mm-hmm. um, it was so cool to like get all your friends at college and they loved it too. Like, Oh my God, our friends are in a band. Let's go watch them jam. And um, I miss it. It's like a drug being on stage. Oh yeah. No, it's a lot of fun. We, we had a, a gig a couple, couple weeks ago. We practiced once a week. And uh, we have a we have a gig coming up that's a big outdoor festival um, on June nineteenth. Sweet. So that yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. What's the festival called? I think it's called Outdoor Festival. Oh, <laughs> it's it's the it's, outdoor festival. Yeah, it's it's something like that. I can look it up here in a second. But it's June nineteenth at the uh, oh the Royal Scott uh, in Lansing. Sweet. Yeah, yeah we, we've Drew and I obviously East Lansing is very close to our hearts and you know the band that I was in for 10 years we started in Cedar Village and uh funny fact we played the Battle of the Bands I can't remember if I don't know if MSU still does that but we played the Battle of the Bands at the International Center mm-hmm. and we actually won that year we don't know how mm-hmm. it made it may know it was one of those things like how does this make sense why did we win this but that was like the catalyst for actually taking the band seriously and then you know the, mm-hmm. after that was kind of history in a way but yeah, music is music is an amazing thing. It's definitely uh, been very influential on uh, both of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited that things are opening back up and we're oh, starting no. to book gigs again. And you know, it's it's going to be great to get back out there. And we the gig we had a couple weeks ago was um, it was a bigger bar, well, a bigger bar slash bowling alley, whatever it was. Um, and it was big enough to have a number of people in there was still following the social distancing rules. So mm-hmm. that was great to be able to see people back, you know, enjoying music again. Do you guys play covers or originals? Yeah, we're a cover band. Okay. Yeah. What, what's your like, what cover hits the hardest that you guys play? Oh, geez. I have no idea. Uh- <laughs> Which one do you enjoy most? Oh, well, we play, we play so much stuff. We play like, you know, 60s and then we play like, 
Bruno Mars, you know, oh, so nice. we're, we're kind of all over the place mm-hmm. with, with what we choose, you know, either, either certain bands that are like the eighties band or the nineties band. And we just kind of, <laughs> we kind of try to play everything. So, you know, if, if a mother comes in with, the, with their kid, <laughs> then mm-hmm. both of them like the music. Um, so for me, it's, I, I don't know. I, I like almost everything that we play really. So it's, I, I don't think I have a favorite. I can't think of our set list right now either. <laughs> How many songs do you guys have like in your repertoire that you could pull out at any time? Oh, uh, we uh, <laughs> we would have to practice them, but we have some like ninety six. Wow, that's crazy. When uh, yeah, we, we we've did been playing it. for a while. <laughs> we we had a, a kind of like a pop band that we were trying to do, and we also did covers on the side. But we, we played a. Uh, a frat house at U of M years and years ago. And they're, they're like, you guys can play covers, right? Yeah, we can play covers. And we show up, we play pretty much all nineties covers. Yep. And like four of them were Google dolls. Yep. Five of them were uh third eye blind. And, yep. then, and then we're like, yeah, we, we only got 10 songs and they're all nineties songs. It was hilarious. We played some spin doctors too. It went over <laughs> nice. well. Like everybody knows that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. So we, we always, we always talk about that. As long as people can either dance to it or sing to it, you're good. Yeah. 100%. You're good. Yeah. Well, Troy, I think we're going to wrap it up here. I just wanted to ask you one quick question. What does it mean to you to be fueled by choice? I, you know, I think it's about, you know, getting out into the world and doing something inspirational for others. And, and, you know, I encourage everybody to find something that they can do that, uh, that, that gets them out of their comfort zone and, and, uh, you know, experiencing the world. Love that. Yeah. And uh, for everyone to check you out, obviously you have Professor on the Road um, on Instagram. Um, check out Dusty the Cat. Professor on the Road on uh, on uh, uh, YouTube and Instagram. And it's Dusty the Adventure Cat on Instagram. And everyone check out Troy's films. Um, you can find them on Amazon, correct? And every- yes. Anywhere else? Like, can you find them on Netflix too? Uh, not right now. So far to documentaries on Amazon and uh, shit save the world is coming out soon. Uh, we just sold it uh, to a sales agent in Los Angeles and we're getting distribution. Probably I would say probably Christmas time or something like that. Awesome. We're looking forward to watching it. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Well, have a great night. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks. Drew. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you both. I appreciate it. Of course. Take care. See ya.